your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Sola. All right, welcome to Tuesday. Is it only Tuesday? 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line, like the guy just said. I don't know why I'll say that. Uh, just want to say uh, nobody on today. I tried. I tried really hard. Uh, wanted to talk about the the committee meeting happening. Well, there's one tonight. There's one right wrapping up. I think it might have just wrapped up. Uh, there, and there's another one Thursday. Uh, city council committees, I guess, city committees. Leading up to Thursday's city council vote, which will also come two days after we elect the next mayor of La Crosse. You know, we're exactly one week away from that. If you want to call in and give us your pitch on who you want to be the next mayor, 608-785-7914. A lot of interesting topics kind of coming up. I mean... We, we do the same topics over and over and over again, but now we're we're getting into the, and I tried to get someone with the Heritage Commission on, but uh, now we, we need to ask the mayors uh, if they're going to preserve all the old buildings in La Crosse, are you gonna, or, or just demolish them. But I think it's more of a city council issue at this point. Sounds like the fire station on the north side. Sounds like we're going to keep that around. I don't know if that's a good idea. I have no idea, like, it, it, it's a building, <laughs> so um, I've never been in there. Is it is it something the city could use? They want to build a fire station around it, but if what would the city do? Sell it to a business, and then you know, we're 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 how many business? How many empty buildings in La Crosse do we have so far that that just don't go used? So. Is that is that the best avenue? And then we're going to preserve this building. I mean, if we could use it for something, I guess like a community center or something like that. But um, then it's just another building <laughs> that you know doesn't really serve a ton of purpose. I guess we have community centers, so I don't know. You got any suggestions? We're two days away from opening day, too. I think I think the opening day. I think opening day is two Thursday. I want to say the Brewers. I don't really care about baseball a whole lot, except that I like Bob Uecker. <laughs> I don't know if anyone else is. Is anyone else like right with me on that one? Like baseball, eh, but Bob Uecker, gotta love that guy. And I don't want to watch baseball, but you know what? If Bob Uecker's on the radio, it's like kind of one thing I want to do. So the the Brewers play the Twins um, for a three game series. They're hosting them. So the Brewers don't always host right away to start the season, but they're going to. So Bob Uecker should be on the radio at 110 Thursday. So I'm like two two days ahead of time, but I'm excited for that. Probably going to have to tune into that right up until the show because it's baseball. It'll probably, it'll probably go to 5 p.m., right? That's kind of one of the things that I don't like about baseball is it takes so long. Uh, Derek Chauvin trials going on right now. Uh, last couple, the last two days, so I've got this Y membership now and uh, get on the elliptical. And it's always funny because there's I don't listen to any of the TVs. I don't I said this before. I don't really watch TV news. So when I go to the Y, it's kind of like a oh, TV news, <laughs> TV news is on. What is this about? 
And it's uh, it's always funny because there's you know there's Fox News on here, and then a couple TVs down is CNN, and you can just kind of I, I don't I'm just reading like the subtitles a little bit and just the you know breaking news and whatever it is because it's always breaking news in the bottom ticker, and um, it's just always funny to see what each news station is covering, and you know the Chauvin and then HLN was on what I don't even HLN network was on, but they were just totally doing the the Chauvin trial uh the the, the police officer that killed George, George Floyd or allegedly killed George Floyd uh and I always thought it was weird so you're doing the trial and then we're going to break for a, a whole bunch of commercials and <laughs> just like oh good we have uh we've sponsored the 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 trial of somebody's murder seems just seemed real weird and dirty something that and i don't know how else you're going to do it because they're the tv station's got to make money so they're they're going to put the trial on and then you're going to have commercials whenever and i was seriously haven't watched any of it i just saw it on and i'm like oh there's a commercial now what are they doing in the courtroom are they breaking for commercial <laughs> does the trial just go on do they take a little intermission uh just never really paid attention to that but it's just like a tv trial it seemed seemed a little strange to me and uh, I didn't pay honestly. I didn't pay a whole lot of attention to it, just because not gonna watch. Not gonna watch a TV trial. Not gonna watch TV. I'll read about it later. A little, little out of my hands at this point. And uh, you know, here the thought process is: the thing is coming, so you know about it. And then predictions are kind of weird. Um, not into that game. And then once it happens, okay, well we can talk about what happened. Uh, but you, you all can talk about it if you want. <laughs> no, no quarrel with that if you if you want to talk about that. Uh, another thing I thought was was really interesting too, and and we can get into this is like we have a weird. I don't know if it's weird, but we, we we're we're electing a, a new school superintendent, right? And of course, of course, the thing is partisan. These two women are one is one, and one is a Republican, and one is a Democrat in this nonpartisan race. Uh, and, and you know they were both in town la- last week. Was it last week they were both in town? Uh, they were both they were both scheduled to be in town at the same exact place at the same exact time, which does absolutely nobody any good if they want to go listen to these people talk or see them in person. Um, but there's the campaign finance, and, and we'll get into this uh, in the next couple of days with the mayor's race. Is uh, campaign finance numbers have come out, and um, you know the underly has has raised. Uh, $1.3 million in contributions, uh, spent 800000 of it, and Kerr has raised $90,000 and spent 47000 of it. So one of these two has raised a million dollars for the state school superintendent race. It seems really weird. And that was always kind of the one of the things we talked about when we were um, debating when we had these candidates for assembly and senate. Our state legislature, right? Well, hey, when we get the when we get get the money out of here? Like, I haven't seen any bills proposed yet. As we're now, we're passing, you know, passing legislation. We're actually doing the legislation now in Madison. Uh, maybe one of our elected officials in the area could what propose some legislation to get money out of politics, or just sign on to the Democratic legislation that was proposed last session. Maybe reintroduce that and let's let's have at it. Uh, the 
the the school superintendent underlease fundraising totals were bolstered. Here's a sentence in the AP story. Were bolstered by $775,000 in contributions from the state Democratic Party in February and March. So of the, what looks like $1.3 million, $775,000 of that came from the party, Democratic Party. And uh, that was kind of the interesting thing, too, is uh, the candidates themselves, there was a cap on how much you could contribute to each candidate, right? Like you could only, I don't remember what it was, but I could, if I wanted to give to to Jill Billings or Steve Doyle or somebody, I, I could only give so much. But I can give all I want to the Democratic Party. And then the Democratic Party can give all they want to the candidates, you know, that they decide that it decides they want to contribute to, which means you have to fall in line with the Democratic Party in order for them to bolster <laughs> your uh, your race, right? So if if Steve Doyle wanted to go rogue with with some issues that the Democratic Party he doesn't align with, maybe because he's in the greater Lacrosse County area, he wanted to go rogue. Maybe the Democratic Party wouldn't give him a bunch of money. Anyway, just a couple of things that I thought were were a little bit interesting as I'm looking at headlines and, you know, out and about. But, uh, all right, Brad's got to do the news. If you want to get a hold of me, 608-785-7914 if you want to get on the air or text. We'll be back. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM, 608 708- 785-7914 is the talk of text line. Uh, you heard Brad doing the news there, talking to Jenny Dinkmeyer about the election. Election Tuesday, week from today, although you can vote early through Friday. If you want to go down to City Hall and do that, drop your and drop your ballot off in the green box out there. Super easy. It's uh, main doors. I mean, there's a big sign out there, but main doors to the right. Just go to the right. I think there's a drug box out there, too, so don't drop it in there. Um, also, we're we're opening up vaccines, right, to everybody over 16. Sorry, 16-year-olds or 15-year-olds, I guess, and under. Sorry, you guys and girls. You don't get a vaccine yet. Uh, I uh, I heard I heard the news yesterday. If you saw on Wisdom News too, if you looked at our that we do a daily COVID update, or I do, <laughs> we do, but I do, uh, I do it. And um, so Mayo had a. Uh, put out a, a release that said they had 2,000 open appointments for vaccinations this week, starting today through Friday, for anyone eligible. So not everyone's eligible at this point. Next Monday would be, you know, if this was next week, be like, oh, everybody go get your vaccine. But there was, and I don't know where they're at now. It's a day later, but uh, I, I, I saw that release. And selfishly, I just went on Mayo's website, and uh, guess what? I got the vaccine like two hours ago. Uh, so round one of two. The Moderna, I think it was the Moderna vaccine, uh, had a nice little chat with the the, the nurse in there, uh, just joking around. You know, some of the questions, you know, are you allergic to anything? And I had to tell her I'm allergic to beer, and she really felt bad for me. Uh, she asked me though. She asked me, do you or do you suffer from severe allergies, or do you get severe allergic reactions from anything? And I'm like, I don't know what, what severe. I mean, if you're allergic to beer, that's severe, right? I mean, just in general. I mean, regardless of the reaction, right? It's severe. Um, but she kind of laughed. And um, also wasp stings, I, I learned the hard way. Both of these I learned the hard way that I'm allergic to. But I wasn't sure if they were severe or not. I'm like, okay, this is what happens when a wasp stings me. I get really itchy and it swells up. And 
my hand if it gets me in the hand my hand goes numb man i i i learned that the really the hard way uh clearing out a fire pit one time um and and got stung didn't really think anything of it because it was a fire there wasn't like a bee's nest you know it was just wasn't thinking oh yeah wasps they live maybe on on the ground in this pile of wood uh and that kept working and i thought just maybe i i cut myself on some wood and then i got stung again and then i got really itchy and I was like, what's going on? And I thought, okay, so maybe maybe I got into some poison ivy. I had no idea. I didn't I didn't think like this stinging thing was gonna make me you know, it just that never happened before. Been out and about, you know, grew up in the country, so I've been out in the woods, barefoot, you know, just whatever, all the time. Never thought of this. And uh I I run down to the to the house after a while because my hand is really I'm doing this in the in the studio now, just remembering how numb and goofy my and then my whole body started to get really itchy and I just started sweating and uh, so I jumped in the shower, which was the worst like a hot shower because I was just like oh I got I don't know and then I called my roommate who's more outdoorsy than me and he's like oh I'm like dude I must have gotten some poison ivy or something so I gotta. Uh, you know, what do I do? And he's, he brought some of that, whatever that pink stuff is. I don't even remember what it's called. So he brought, he brought that but like an hour and a half later, he comes and he looks at me. Oh, I, I went for a jog too. I went for a jog. Cause I thought I'd sweat out whatever was going on, which also was the, the like, worst thing to do. I think maybe if I would have just laid in some, like an ice bath, it would have been okay. I did all the opposite things. Uh, but he get, comes back with the like pink stuff you put on poison Ivy and someone's going to text me and tell me what that stuff's called. It's bugging me now. I can't remember. And he just looks at me and he's like, dude, that's, that's not poison ivy. <laughs> and then kind of figured out, oh, you're, you're allergic to the thing that stung you. Uh, number three, you're on the air. Go ahead. You shooting her from the hip tonight? Well, I, was, I didn't want to, but I guess, yeah, that's what's going on. You're talking about you're allergic to beer. It's a good thing you can drink Captain Morgan. That's what I know. Yeah, I haven't uh, haven't developed, although I haven't had Captain Morgan in a while. The way I think beer works is I probably didn't drink beer for a long time, and then I developed, like, you know when you give, you got to give kids, what, peanuts and peanut butter peanuts? I said with uh, a P-E-A. Uh, you got to give kids that so they, they can, you know, they don't be, develop a peanut allergy i think i I didn't drink enough beer through maybe for a couple years there and i developed a beer allergy you weren't brought up right so when you're when you have kids you got to give them just a little bit of beer every once in a while so they develop a beer like they don't develop this allergy right oh definitely yeah just maybe a shot of beer every maybe a couple times a week well, I suppose that way. I never thought of it that way, but I don't think it would hurt them any. Yeah, give them a shot of beer and a, maybe a lick of peanut butter. <laughs> a lot better than popping candy bars. Well, I don't know. <laughs> maybe. I don't think so. Well, don't hurt your foot tonight. Don't hurt my foot? Okay. I, no. Hey, you're lucky that dog that, that dog had its shots. Well, them dogs didn't bite. They were, they were, they were pretty happy to see a person. I, they, I wasn't too afraid of that. They weren't going to bite you. No. Okay. All right. You're right, though. I, d- I doubt those dogs have had their shots. The way I talk, the, talking to that, if you didn't hear the show yesterday, I sort of kind of rescued some dogs uh, just wandering in the middle of the night on Highway 16, which is like a middle of nowhere, 60-mile-an-hour road where usually you hit deer, but not these giant white Pyrenees dogs, uh, or one dog anyway. So, um, But anyway, yeah, it didn't. Speaking of shots, yeah, I guess uh, they probably, the way, talking to the the person that had the dogs, I don't know if them dogs, 
got like rabies shots or not. It was interested, uh, interesting to think about. But yeah, big cuddly, fluffy dog. <laughs> the only thing you didn't like was getting care, getting pulled on the leash. And then later I learned, oh, you've probably never been on a leash. You have no idea what this thing wrapped around your neck is. Uh, he had a collar on, but he just, you know, he just wasn't having it. So, um, uh, Brad, before. Uh, Brad doing the news before talked about Jenny Denkmeyer's uh, voting, you know, safety election story or whatever you want to call it. Just the idea that this election's, you know, fine. Like, there's nothing to worry about. But my friend, my friend did say one the other day, he's like, you know, I think I'm going to vote for mayor this time around. And I, and I just went, "Uh, are you going to vote for the West Salem mayor? (laughs) Because he lives in West Salem. And he goes, oh, he goes, no, I, I think I have my old lacrosse address, so I could probably vote for mayor. And I'm like, okay. And I called him because at this point we were just texting. And I think he must have read uh, some mayoral story or heard something. Uh, maybe he was listening to the show and we were talking about it. But anyway, so I called him and I go, okay, so what? You have a lacrosse? You're thinking about how is this going to work? Are you moving the lacrosse? I just I was very confused and he and he's like, no, I think. And I go, okay, well, I'm, I, that that that's voter fraud. Yeah, you will get in severe trouble, and they will catch you because you you just voted like a couple of weeks ago for president. Like you just voted for all that, and maybe since then have voted where you live, and they're gonna know that you don't live where you think you you want to tell them to live, so you can vote for mayor. And and then he kind of he was and we talked about it a little bit more and he's like you know honest honestly Rick I didn't want to sound stupid even though he sounded maybe more stupid he goes I just I I forgot that I can't vote for mayor because I live in West Salem and I just want I just I I kept talking essentially he kept talking himself into the you know that's what happens sometimes when you when you catch yourself you know either lying or just not not even lying it's just saying something stupid and you just try to d- dig yourself out like I know what I'm talking about I'm gonna keep going. Um, but I'm like, yeah, dude, that's that's voter fraud. You're gonna get like thousands of dollars in fines, and um, I don't I don't know if people are going to jail for that, but like you're gonna you're gonna get fined and lose your right to vote, I, I think. Um, and then he just yeah, so I mean, he kind of came to. He's like, yeah, I kind of forgot that. Yeah, and, but it did it did spark this conversation that people that live, you know, in the like Steve Doyle's area, the Greater Lacrosse area on Alaska. Uh, Shelby, uh, you know these these out, outer towns around Lacrosse that are very affected by what the city does, but they don't get the vote for city council or mayor, right? That's not on their ballot. But should it be in some capacity? It would be it would be interesting the the way we vote for all star games in the NBA. I'm going to sports analogy here. Uh, the the players the players get a vote, and the coaches get a vote. And from what I remember, don't quote me on this, but the players get 20, you know, the players vote for the all-stars in the NBA. They get 25% of the vote. The coaches vote too, and they get 25% of the vote. And then the fans get 50% of the vote. So maybe we should do that in lacrosse. Like the, the city of lacrosse gets 75% of the vote or something like that, where your vote counts for 75% of who's going to be the mayor. But the outskirts of lacrosse, like on Alaska, would we go West Salem? Is that too far away? West Salem, Shelby, all these little towns, French Island, right? They would really love to know uh, how the, how the mayor's race going to go, right? Because of the water situation, uh, maybe they get maybe they get twenty five percent of the vote. These outskirt towns get to vote for the mayor, just the mayor. I don't know if they need to vote for city council, but at least the mayor. 
and their vote counts for like 25% of the outcome or or less, 10%, just something. Uh, I don't know. It was kind of an interesting an interesting road to go down. But uh, anyway, calamine lotion, that's what. Thank you, calamine lotion. That's what we were, uh, what a calid, calidry, yeah. Uh, that's That's the pink stuff. Poison ivy. So if you get stung by a, a wasp and you end up feeling like you're allergic, calamine lotion is not going to do it. Neither is a jogger taking a hot shower. Uh, EpiPen, that'll do it. I learned that. Epi, I haven't used the EpiPen yet because it's just a weird thing to me. But uh, yeah, anyway, uh, Scott's comments coming up. Brad's going to do the news. We'll be back after this. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. If you want to get in here, 608-785-7914. We're one week away from electing the next mayor of lacrosse. And over the next two days, we're going to have both of those candidates on. We're going to have Mitch on tomorrow and Vicky on Thursday. Mitch Reynolds tomorrow, Vicky Markison Thursday, if you don't know already. If you've been hiding under a rock. They've only had double-digit debates between each other. Um. The text, uh, people are making fun of me about the calamine lotion because I just didn't know on the text line here. Thank you for that. I appreciate uh, that. <laughs> appreciate you telling me to. Um, somebody else, I want to see who texted it. Where is it? Josh? Yeah. Okay, so the, 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 I, I told told my friend, my, my voter fraud story, right? My friend, uh, potential voter fraud situation where he was just he was just dumb and he kind of forgot he was in the, not living in lacrosse, but the idea that the outskirts of lacrosse should maybe have some stake in in who who the next mayor would be, maybe ten percent, maybe they get ten percent of the total vote. It would be funny too because it'd be like twelve people would vote, right? Because the voter turnout is so minuscule in the city. What are we going to be around twenty nine percent? I hope it's way more than that, but I just I don't I I don't know. I don't have any I don't have any uh, experience with. You know, just the the way the when we had ten candidates, it was it was like twenty percent. So why would it be you know even more now? Um, but uh, we, I did get a text if if we were able. Is so if like Shelby and French Island and and on Alaska got to vote, got to vote for the next mayor. The uh, Josh texted in and he he said if that happened, Rick, you would definitely get a north south corridor. But I don't think you would. I mean, would would the if if the outskirts of lacrosse got twenty five percent of the vote? Would I mean that might be a at this point like it's a pretty easy campaign issue at this point. Although you know people living on the south side of lacrosse want to get to the north side, they might be they might be down with a north south corridor, but I, it would have to go towards the mall area, right? It would have to go that way. But uh, because if you go through the marsh, there's still, I mean, are we going to go right to the highway there? <laughs> we're just going to hook up with um, the way it hooks up now. And then the, the other option, was, right, was like to go to French Island, build some kind of bridge, <laughs> which is interesting, but um, you're kind of going that way then. You're kind of going towards Minnesota. I'd be down with that. But um, we're, we're trying to save the marsh, right? We're trying to just, I mean, there's no reason to, we should get rid of the road in the marsh anyway. <laughs> oh, how tough would that be on people? They wouldn't be able to drive that way. Um, but the idea here, the north-south corridor, I mean, it saves saves during quote-unquote rush hour in the cross right now, right? It's, what does it save you, you know, if you drive that way at noon or at 
two in the afternoon versus, you know, rush hour, quote unquote rush hour, uh, save you like five minutes. You just like the drives like five minutes longer, maybe, maybe not even. Um, but yeah, Joe, uh, was it Joe? I always forget who texts, uh, Josh texted in. Yeah, we definitely have a North South corridor. I think maybe the candidates would be a little bit more open to the options of a North South corridor, because at this point, I think Mitch is like, Mitch is we can ask him tomorrow, but Mitch is no no road through the marsh. And Vicky in the past had been road through the marsh, but she's she her her stance is that the it's on the DOT's plan, like future plans, based because they they have to have it on their plan essentially. So it's it's something that's always got to be explored in case you know the city has too many cars and too much traffic, and it becomes a safety issue. She brought up safety last time we talked about this. Uh, which was a couple of weeks ago. Um, so yeah, maybe the maybe the talk with the candidates would be a little bit more more north south corridor. But once you once you get get to down to it, the city council's just gonna say no, <laughs> and then the mayor's gonna just gonna go good good to go. I don't care. Um, but yeah, it just it kind of broadens maybe broadens the horizons of what the mayor's the mayor candidates would have to uh, to think about in terms of campaigning if. Some of their votes went to the outskirts of lacrosse. Um, Josh said, if they could vote in referendum, kind of a deal, not necessarily just for mayor. Uh, yeah, the, they always point to the referendum for the north-south corridor. We voted for this. Uh, however, now I don't remember exactly how. It seemed it was a long time ago. Um, but man, I think these referendums should be on every ballot. Just vote referendums all the time. Every 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 election, all the referendums. <laughs> Maybe every. And maybe every couple of years, we just re-up some of the issues. Marijuana, legalized marijuana, north-south corridor, uh, no parking fees, no parking fines in La Crosse. I'm just going to put that one out there. Um, but, yeah, speaking of parking fines, this is uh, – I'm stretching it. But uh, the Minnesota State Patrol – so I wish the Wisconsin State Patrol would post something like this. I guess I could ask them. But uh, the Minnesota State Patrol posted the other day, it was a couple of days ago, that there have been 31 speed-related fatalities on Minnesota roads in 2021. Speed-related. Uh, that's double this time last year. Well, last year, I feel like we are in a pandemic. So I guess maybe go two years ago and see what that number is. Um, but they, they said uh, they've given 201 tickets for people going 100, over 100 miles per hour. State troopers have. Uh, the number of drivers going 100 miles an hour is unprecedented, the State Patrol said. Uh, 201 drivers gotten a ticket, uh, 113. At this point last year, there were 113 tickets for people going over 100 miles an hour. It seems like a lot. 200, 200 tickets for people going over 100 in the state of Minnesota. Man, I don't even know. So when I had my Grand Prix, which was pretty fast, it was it had a supercharger in it. It didn't go 100. I, I, think, it, I think it was governed at 96 miles an hour. And uh, now I have like a little car, so I've never even thought about putting the hammer down because uh, it would just be silly. It would be silly to do that. I got a car that gets good gas mileage instead of has a, you know, a, well, it had a V6 in it, but it had a super, it was a, fa- my Grand Prix was a fast car. Uh, and then I have the a beater old truck that will never go 100 miles an hour without just shaking. Uh, and now I see that it's pretty rusty, so rust falls off. But yeah, 70%. 78% increase in the number of tickets this year to, to last year at this time with people going over 100. That is crazy. Um, 
in, in talking about my my tragic allergic reactions to uh I did get the the message that I need to take Benadryl. Uh yes, definitely have definitely I've never taken an EpiPen, but I've taken a lot of Benadryl over the I've been stung by a couple of bees and wasps and what whatnot. Um and I'm reluctant to take Benadryl, but man, it gets so itchy. And uh then you get really you take Benadryl and you get really sleepy. It's the worst. And then you fight it. I fight it. I don't know if you guys take something that makes you drowsy, but you don't want to go to sleep, so you fight it. You're, like, tougher than the the medicine that you're taking. You're not going to put me to sleep, medicine. I am better than you. It's like a fight. Uh, 608-785-7914 is the talk and text line if you want to get in here. Like I said, tomorrow we're going to have Mitch Reynolds. Uh, I don't know what we'll talk about. It is nice to have the mayors once a month as opposed to once a week, but at least they're every other week, so to speak, so you kind of have two different conversations. But we can we have been we have beaten the mayors into the ground at this point, right? The mayor or mayoral candidates. I hate the word mayor. Um, and then on Monday, I'm going to have the mayor, Tim Cabot. It's going to be his his last time as the mayor on the show, unless something crazy happens, like he runs for mayor four years from now. Uh, but I did say if he wants to co-host, maybe he, maybe he could be the call screener or something after that. I don't. We haven't figured out what Mayor Cabot's doing after this. And he's not running for Senate. I asked him that right off the right off the bat months ago. So, so you're running for Senate? Because that's always the go-to for anyone in politics right now because Ron Johnson's crazy. Uh, are you running for Senate? I think uh, I think maybe maybe uh, Ron Kine might be doing that too, right? Like he's probably thinking about it. The, the open seat for Senate in this atmosphere with uh, what's everything that's going on and everything that's just happened in the last election. Uh, the the idea maybe is is enticing because the Senate, like you're a senator, you're like one of fifty people, right? That's a lot of power. Uh, why wouldn't Ron Kine run for that, right? Um, which then leaves this big gaping hole. Learned a little, le- learned a little bit too about how how open a seat Ron Kine's. I always thought that was like uber liberal because it goes and grabs all the colleges, uh, but you know, figured out that that's like the most contested seat in the state. <laughs> And Ron Kine's congressional seat, U.S. Congress. And, um, yeah, it's kind of like, oh, I never even thought of that. Yeah, I guess so, because all the other ones are just, right, they, whoever, whatever district, it's all gerrymandered. So Ron Kine's the only one that's not, it's it's still gerrymandered in a, in a weird way because it just goes and grabs Stevens Point, UW-Eau Claire, UW-Stout, I believe UW-Stout, whatever one's south of here, and, of course, UW-Lacrosse. And then all the rural area in between, right? It's silly. It's the bicep district if you go look at a map. Um, but yeah, Ron Kine gives that up and goes to run, runs for Senate. Mayor Cabot runs for Senate. We'll see who else runs for Senate. Uh, maybe the next mayor that we elect will run for Senate. <laughs> I'm just going to be a mayor for a couple years, and then I'm going to run for Senate. Um, all right, so what else did I have? I had one other thing and now I lost it. So I'm going to go, I'm going to try to find that. Oh, I remember what it was. All right. Well, I'm, I'm going to get this last break in. We'll be back. All right. Welcome back to lacrosse talk. PM 608-785-7914 is the talking text line. Libertarian guys breaking down the, the Derek Chauvin murder trial going on in Minnesota right now. He's giving me all the, the juicy details. Now he's actually, I said uh, Derek Chauvin killed George Floyd, and then I threw the allegedly after the fact. And uh, he's just giving me the business on that. And he also said he's made his choice for mayor and superintendent. He was in a quandary 
Libertarian guy in a quandary for both races, but not anymore. Something flipped uh, <laughs> last week to go. I don't know. You voting early? Did you drop your absentee ballot in the green box? Uh, you could do that. I, well, you can do that all the time. You can go vote early through Friday. And I'm sure Mitch and Vicky will remind us over and over again. They want everyone to vote, right? Like it was 29% turnout for the next mayor. It seems crazy. Um, and and there's seven open seats, not open seats, six open seats, seven races for uh, city council, which is also a little crazy. I tried to get I tried to get a hold of uh, some city council people to come on, but uh, to talk about the committees going on. But I think they're all on the same. I think they're just doing committees all the time, every day the week the, the committee week. I almost have to have the the conversation a week prior to the committee meetings, which maybe isn't a bad idea, but I, I don't know if the agendas are set all that early. You'd have to hold out until the agendas are out, and then you got to go and decipher all the agendas. Pretty so there's a there's one committee meeting tonight at 6 p.m. So go to the Lacrosse City Council website, go to agendas, find the correct date and time, and there's a link, and you can watch it, and you can see the like 20 things that are on there, and uh, you know break down. I, I guess at this point you you would you would have to zoom into the meeting to comment. That's the other thing. Like it's just kind of confusing if we're not in person or run down to city hall. I think you can still go down there. Wear a mask. Um, I had this other kind of weird thing. So I. The, the uh, speaking of Congress, I was talking about Ron Kind a little bit, well, a minute ago, and uh, so they all have their, they all have their Facebook pages. I'm, I'm more of a Facebook person than Twitter. It's the conversation. It's easier to read the comments. Honestly, it's just easier to read the comments on Facebook. Sometimes it's more confusing, but the comments are always interesting. You go to Ron Kind. Ron Kind could post like "Happy Birthday" to uh, Governor Evers, and it would be the comments section would be filled with hate. It's it's comical and, and it's weird. Um, but, but there would be a hundred comments. Uh, but my, my rep is Jim Hagedorn in Minnesota and he, he posts, well, he's since in, in the last, uh, since November, he's gone crazy on Facebook. Uh, there's like four or five posts to get a day. Every one of them, I would say 90% of them mentioned Joe Biden or Nancy Pelosi just to get you mad. Like, Oh, cause we all can just Nancy Pelosi, right? Like nobody can relate to her. Hardly, except maybe uh, women who are proud that another woman is in power, <laughs> right? Um, but like she's an old lady, so like just like her, her her name and you know her demeanor, just people just get outraged. So that's that's kind of the thinking there from my congressman. But um, he posts these things, and he posted he actually posted something that was inter- interesting by the Secretary of Transportation, right, Pete Buttigieg, and just the idea of of taxing is something we can get into uh, later. I'm, I'm just I'm just just trying to throw it in into the mix at this point, but uh, the so he posts just Buttigieg's, uh the idea that we would tax people per mile as opposed to having a gas tax, and like right away I'm like uh, I don't want to do that. I live pretty far away, uh, and I bought a car that gets good gas mileage, so also like that hurts the gas tax, right? If your car gets good gas mileage, also electric cars don't go to the gas pump, so they're not paying anything in gas tax. So we have to figure out a way to essentially have other people and at this point people that are driving gas cars uh the crappy ones too that don't get any good that don't get good gas mileage you know like poorer people sometimes just i i mean i had a grand prix that literally fell apart and then i had to get a new car like the 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 wheels fell off essentially 
I could still creak it up the driveway, but it, it essentially fell apart. It rusted out. Uh, it had 242,000 miles on it. And, and so uh, at that point, it was getting 20 miles a gallon. So I'm really getting, if I'm doing a gas, if we're getting, first of all, the gas tax is hard on me and people that have just older cars that don't get great gas mileage. We're already, uh, you know, it's already a burden on poorer people. Uh, and then rich people that are driving Humvees, they don't care about a gas tax or gas mileage, right? Because they're rich. Uh, so they're not worried about that. But then also, a lot more people are getting electric cars, so they're not paying a gas tax at all. And are they paying a, another di- a, a different way to f- help fund the roads through a tax be- based on electricity that their car? Uh, we haven't figured that out yet. But it's also another way for rich people to just get out of paying <laughs> a certain amount of taxes. Uh, so Buttigieg puts up this, and I'm going off on this thing, but the, 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 there's another point to this. Um, he proposes a per mile tax, essentially, which you know is more burden on the poor and and people, you know, driving electric cars. I guess what are we going to submit our mileage every month or once a year? What if you forget? I don't know how you would do it. I guess you'd have to take your car into the DMV and DMV would have to come check your odometer, um, and then you know multiple cars and. But again, electric vehicles just getting better gas mileage anyway. And then the rich people, they don't care about per miles. So it's just that, like, we're going to figure this out. Like, we're going to make people pay. The gas tax sucks in its own. <laughs> so, but if I have a lighter car, if I'm paying by the mile, like, if my car gets, if it's lighter, should I pay less in the ga- per mile gas tax? I don't know. And then uh, if I have a motorcycle, what about a semi? Is a semi going to pay more per mile because it's heavier? They probably do already in some regards. Probably just pay certain fees because of it. Um, but on the flips, on the flip side, so just getting back to Facebook and these congressmen have, they all have two Facebook pages. One is their congressman Facebook. It just says this one, Congressman Ron Con, Congressman Jim Hagedorn, or representative. And then the other one's just their name, and it's their quote-unquote campaign Facebook page. And you can go on there, and it's really just spread the hate and divide. But uh, but but if you go on like my congressman's page, um, like this Pete Buttigieg story, it's just a Twitter post. But there's 37 comments, and two are from me. Bring one is bringing up this point because I thought it'd spark some conversation on this page, and I can't see any of the comments. So my congressman is hiding the comments, and this has been an issue with Robin Voss. He's not allowing people that he doesn't follow to 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 comment on his tweets. <laughs> Uh, that's this is one of these fights where you know our our state reps are hiding their constituents and and other people's comments and I guess if they're derogatory or hateful then yeah del- delete those or hide those but at least you could see that but on the flip side like you're hiding you're hiding comments from people that you don't agree with and so I can't see any of the comments on this post which I thought was weird it's like is this a new a new strategy so we can't have a conversation about this on you know, you posted it, but now you're hiding all the comments. So uh, looking into that, looking into uh, the legalities of our state reps hiding comments. And I don't think Ron, I tried to look and see if Ron Kind, I was counting comments and Ron Kind doesn't hide any comments and it's, and some of them are, are awful. <laughs> and some of the ones on Hagedorn's page have been awful too, but now I don't see any. I just see that there are 37 and I only see mine. So kind of weird. Anyway, that's all I got. Mitch Reynolds tomorrow. We'll talk about running for mayor and and then Vicki Markerson after that. Thanks for listening.